Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wagging the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and sorry to bug you, but I have a great chat for you today. Today we have Quill, better known as Idolo Mantises, a webcomic artist whose characters from Plague Doctors and Bugs, among other sources, have garnered widespread love in the internet community. I really enjoyed this conversation, and hearing them just going on about these characters that they love was an absolute treat, and I hope you enjoy them and support them in the links below. If you enjoyed the podcast, you should like, share, comment, and subscribe, or follow the podcast on whatever streaming platform you prefer to catch up on more weekly conversations with incredible artists. You can also support the podcast by going to the merch shop and repping the podcast with some stylish streetwear at pmap.creator-spring.com. Also, you can talk more about the podcast and more in the Apocalypse Podcast Network Discord server, where you can hear more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. In fact, let's hear about another tantalizing podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Greetings from Chromatica, home of Lady Gaga, liberator of kindness punks, mother of little monsters, Tricon of the ages. We are her best fans with a mission to create a podcast celebrating our hero. Broadcasting straight from Chromatica. This podcast is about Lady Gaga for Lady Gaga. But anyone can listen. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Prove your stupid love. Ace the art pop quiz. Put your paws up. And download the Chromaticast wherever you get your podcasts. Join us every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our live tapings at twitch.tv slash apocalypse podcast network. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the postmodern art podcast. Uh, how are you doing on this day? Um, I'm very tired. <laughs> I do not blame um, you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't want to say it's like super eventful, but I don't know. I've just been working a lot. No. Uh, this is kind of like a slow day, so yeah. I got you. I got you. Nah, trust me. I, my weekend has just been like I'm tired, but I shouldn't be tired because I haven't really done yeah. a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah. Part of it is because for me, I have to like re mess up my sleep schedule because work is getting yeah. rid of my work, the where I work at, they're getting rid of my shift and they're Ooh. putting me on a different shift. So I have to readjust my sleep schedule to be acquainted with that shift. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that kind of stuff. That's why, that's actually why I, I was just like, I don't want to, I, I just stopped having a job because like, or like, you know, cause I was just like, I, I'm not that flexible when it comes to like, changing up my sleep schedule yeah i don't know maybe they were i don't know sometimes like i know like with jobs like they kind of expect you to be like oh i love this job i'll I'll do anything for this job so they're probably like thinking like oh they're probably gonna say morning or maybe like afternoon like oh no i'm working late i don't want to do i don't want to wake up early and stuff like at one point our job had like our shift had like 20 people working it and i think as of thursday which was the last shift there was only like six jeez yeah because because some of the people like they they chose the night shift because they were working a day job as well. Yep. So it's like they couldn't work with that new slanted shift BS or whatnot. I, you know, my dad says it perfectly. It's one of those, whenever it comes to any sort of job, you work to live, you don't live to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
at, at least when it comes to like a, a menial job like what I'm doing. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's really an honor to just even chat with you. So. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's that means a lot. Uh, I always hear stuff like that, like, oh, uh, they like my post. I'm so excited about this. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I know I have like a big following and stuff, but mm -hmm. it's just like, I I still kind of try to humble myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good mentality, nevertheless, because one of those, like, if you get too much in your head, like, you know, Lord yeah. knows what happens. Um, yeah. I, I, I talked about this with a previous guest. I don't know if you're aware of like has been hotel and all that stuff, but I talked yeah. with, like, I talked with the co-writer Dave Capdeville. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was talking about how like he used to work at like a butcher shop and all this stuff before, like really going all in with all this writing stuff that he's currently doing. And he's like, yeah. uh, like anytime I ever think like I might be getting too big of a head, he always thinks back on working that crappy like, yeah. butcher job. And it's like, yeah. I know where I came from. I don't want to be back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that kind of mindset, you know, because uh, I feel like like when you because like it feels good to like empower yourself in a way like, oh, I'm so talented or I got this special job or I'm getting paid well, blah, 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 this. But like it really does like when you get too much of an ego it really does like transform you in like yeah. a really unpleasant way. Yeah, it, it really does. I, I mean, it's it's sad to see how like quickly it makes people like think they're like the hot shit when they're really. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to apologize if you hear background noises because we got family friends over the kid, you know, my, my sister and her kids like that. Mm -hmm. Plus we have six dogs in this house. So if you hear dogs barking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's it, okay. Honestly, I was actually going to apologize too. Cause I was like, this house I'm in is very small and there's noise. Sometimes noises kicking. I was going to be like, Oh, I'm so sorry if that happens, but I'm glad both of our ends are having noise problems. Exactly. As, yeah. well, as well as if nothing else, if I don't think it should be too loud. Like if I'll probably notice it because I listen to the stuff when I'm editing it or whenever I re-listen to it, because I love listening to my podcast. That's not egotistical. That's just the quality. Yeah. That no, it's, 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 it's like that's that good ego. It's like, yeah, I like listening to my stuff. I yeah. like looking at my stuff. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. It's one of those, like, I imagine, like, especially with you, with your stuff, I mean, you don't just, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you don't just push stuff out there, really try to push stuff out there. Like, there's a genuine love with the, the, yeah. the strips that you're making and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, for a brief moment, mm -hmm. uh, I would say, like, last year, I was, there was kind of, like, I had, like, at a mutual who would, like, post art, like, every single day. Mm -hmm. And I, in my head, I was just like, oh, my God, she's so productive. She's so fast with this stuff i gotta be the same and so there was that brief moment i think for like a month or two i kept trying to pump out art like uh, almost daily but it like never worked out because you know it's like when you force yourself at that point it's like uh you're making like just like i sometimes i feel like some of the content during that time was just kind of mediocre i know people right. still like it but i was still just like i wasn't satisfied with what i was making um it wasn't getting the engagement i was wanting um, and it made me kind of, cause like, this was like, when I was doing that, this was like, when I was like, just like exploding in yeah. popularity, I think I got like 40 K followers at that time. So my brain was just like, Oh, well, I just have to keep rising, keep rising, keep rising. Um, and even though I still did what I love, um, I wasn't really satisfied with that. So when that, after that, I was just like, oh, okay, I need to relax. I need to actually just stay focused on what I want to draw and draw just like what I care about. So like, I still drew what I wanted, but like. I wanted to give myself more time. If right. I was like, I'm not satisfied with this drawing, I want to maybe sleep on it or like give it a couple hours. Like, I don't want to just go like, just keep drawing. Oh, I don't like it. 
Yeah, I'll just keep drawing. Yeah, it's one of those, like, like that, yeah. at the end of the day, like, especially the stuff that you're probably just, like, pumping out just to pump stuff out there. Like, you've probably gone back and looked at that stuff and be like, if I just had a little bit more time, I know yeah. we would make it better more than anything else. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, trust me, it's one of those, uh, like, I... I, I see like all the different occasions of it. I've seen many different forms of art where people have said, you know, Hey, I was just pushing stuff out just to push stuff out. And I totally yeah. get that more than anything else. So, yeah. All right, Quill, before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question as for every single podcast, what is your most unpopular art opinion? Unpopular art opinion. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, let see. What's like a really spicy take. I think my takes are mostly lukewarm, <laughs> uh, but yeah, because I, I don't know. I actually, I should not say that because like I'm kind of infamous for saying some really spicy stuff. Um, I would say, uh, okay, unpopular art opinion. I would say that I don't think there's anything, eh, this might not be spicy. Nah, I don't think there's like anything morally wrong with an artist being very focused on popularity. Okay. I think that, I think that, it's pretty normal for someone who feels passionate about something to want it to do well. Because I think for a lot of people, they just kind of have that mindset of like, oh, uh, if you just do what you care about, eventually the people will come and stuff. And I, even I'm just like, I encourage people to really uh, um, like explore what they like, what they care about, because it always ends up being more beneficial than being like, okay, well, uh, I'll just draw a fan art of like this anime that has like a big fandom and then I'll keep my following. Cause like people can really tell when you don't care about something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, being very focused on gaining popularity uh, is not really that bad. I think it only becomes a problem when uh, one, you treat that like uh, it's something that's owed to you. Like you're in your head, you're like, well, people owe. I owe. I own. I uh, own these followers. I deserve more followers, mm-hmm. or like, uh, like, uh, or like when people make posts, like, or like the. I don't know if you see those tweets. That's like regular me, realistic artist, and then like fifteen-year-old curvy girl with big boobs, and then twenty thousand followers. Like that insane stuff. Like I, I. It's always like I never want. You never want to have that passion to feel petty. Mm-hmm. You know. I guess it's just like, you know, with any, if it was just like a regular like any other hobby, it's like when you want when you play soccer, you know, there's no harm in being like I want to be professional, I want to work hard, mm-hmm. um, and I don't really see anything hard with caring about getting a big following. I just think, you know, you always want to be healthy about it, where you don't want to make it like uh, too much of your life, too focused on it, because you know, it's very obvious like when you focus too much on popularity, you sometimes even lose that passion because. You're just like, why should I do what I care about when I could do what people want out of me? Um, and that's, you know, that always doesn't work out. But yeah, I guess that's my my best spicy take that, that there is. Most of my other ones are just like, you know, they're basic, like, you know, um, don't feel too bad when you don't get a lot of uh, attention on your work. You know, algorithms aren't your friend, all that kind of stuff. Trust me, it's something that I struggle with here and there, but at the same time, and this is a mentality I've had since, like, day one of doing this podcast like if you're going to go in this kind of field like especially entertainment based so art in general like don't do it just so you can get the attention of people don't do it just to gain that following like 
there there's going to be opportunities hopefully to where you'll get like the money eventually at some point if yeah. that's something that you really want to do but you get but that's yeah. that's the key right there you can't just do it just to get a following just to yeah, get exactly. that money yeah. you gotta do it because you have to have a genuine love for this kind of stuff yeah that, you that's... really have to like that passion for it yeah yeah and that should be the case with any sort of career that you kind of go into because anyone can attempt to be a doctor but if you don't honestly love it or whatnot then you're just gonna yeah. be just <laughs> being yeah. a doctor yeah 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 that's what i mean so i, I hope that didn't sound like oh it's fine if you don't care about what you do but i, I think you got what i meant though like yeah, yeah. i i think that it's okay to be like, I really want to get popular, but like, you never want to let that consume your whole life or you, something like that. You, like, you never want that to be the driving force behind. What yeah, you exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's, there's no harm in wanting that as a goal. That should not be like, yeah. What drives you basically. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I know you said that was a hot take, but that's a, a strong opinion that I have more than anything else. Okay. <laughs> okay. So dang, and, did I mess this up? <laughs> If nothing else, if that's if that's considered an unpopular opinion, then I'm the most unpopular person ever, <laughs> which is probably more truth than fiction. Um, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> but nevertheless, basically, don't let the attention be the driving force. Is that a hill yeah. that you're willing to die on? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Then if that's the case, I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow whatever streaming platform you prefer. I'm a part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com for, for uh, more about this podcast and other outstanding ones in the network. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> they are a webcomic artist whose specialty is stunning and engaging characters from unique sources of inspiration. Welcome to the podcast, Bug Enthusiast Quill, a.k.a. Idolomantises! <laughs> Yay! Thank you for having me here. I hope I didn't butcher any of that up. <laughs> you did not. You did a good job. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank I, you. I, I'm glad the camera was not on me because I was like, I whenever I get praised, I just like, I look away in embarrassment because <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's so nice. Stop. <sighs> well, I mean, if you're not really used to getting praised, then I'm sorry you came to the wrong podcast because I'm going to be doing a whole lot of praising. <laughs> gosh yeah <laughs> but before fault. but before i divulge too much into showering you with just a million different praises i want to go back just a little bit i want to know the origin stories of quill what got you interested in art in the first place um and i was like obsessed with art since i was like four like my mom was making jokes like i used to like draw on the walls when i was like <laughs> when i could just walk because i was just like i just loved art i was so obsessed with art i think what might have driven it was just there's kind of like, I had like a really big fascination with just like creating something, you know, creating ideas, creating characters, creating stories, all that kind of stuff. Oh, when I was like 10 years old, I remember going around my school telling people I have this amazing comic that's coming out that I drew all on like my sketchbook that was like 100 pages. And oh, then wow. I found another sketchbook to add more pages. And I was so upset. But then like, because I'm such a perfectionist, this took me a whole year. And then when the year was done, you know, so your art evolves. So I remember looking at that sketchbook and I threw it away because oh, I wow. felt embarrassed. I know. I was like, I was so embarrassed. I was like, why was I so proud of this? This is, ah, uh, this is so dumb, so cringe, whatever, whatever. Um, but, um, and I do kind of wish I kept it because it was just, it, it, it was really bad, but I, I just loved how bad it was. But yeah, I would just say like, you know, 
you know, books. It was cartoons. It was literally like anything that had to do with art. I was fascinated with it. Like even like box art for like uh, cereal mascots. I was like, oh my yeah. god, a cartoon character with cereal. It was just like it was just so fascinating for me. I just I could not stop obsessing over it. Even like on my Twitter, I put that like when I was like in elementary school, I used where schools had like chalk and. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow the schools have chalk um but we we brought it out for recess and i remember that like every single day um maybe not every single day but i remember a lot of days i would be outside on the grass just drawing like all the time like because i just like i didn't want to do anything i just wanted to draw i just obsessed with drawing that's sweet that's that's great (laughs) it's great to hear that that spark was like really strong at a very young age if nothing else um sidetrack here you mentioned it Box art for the the serial mascots or whatnot. What is the most aesthetically pleasing one in your opinion? Uh ooh, uh, mm, I think either uh, Toucan Sam, okay, or Tony the Tiger. I remember. Oh my god, I remember. I know everyone's like, "Oh, I had a he's so hot, whatever." I, uh, <laughs> but I remember I was just like really fixated on him, and it's like hard to explain. But like, I just like I liked how like it was just kind of funny because like the rest of the serial mascots were very cutesy and cartoony right. and goofy looking but he was like buff he was like huge <laughs> and i was like there was like a point where like i was just eating the cereal just so i could look at him because i was just like this is like yeah i love this body i love this anatomy it's so good looking and not in like a oh that's attractive but like, right, attractive right. in like a, an appealing way yeah yeah like like i said aesthetically pleasing it's just one of those yeah like, you had all these cutesy pleasing, little ones and then you have basically the unstoppable force of tony the tiger yeah <laughs> The big man himself, yeah. The absolute unit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with this basically love that you've had from like a young age, when did you go from that just like love and wanting to draw on everything to a passion and potentially making it your career? Um, I would say it was kind of like a slow progress. I think around middle school, uh, I got um or not was it middle school yeah middle school late elementary school like remember that comic i mentioned like it was like when i made that comic that was like right after I'd make, like my first comic from like warrior cats do you know what that is yeah i know who warrior cats are yeah yeah there was one for a character named skirt i don't want to make this too long but like um there was one it's for a podcast a character make named as long skirt. as you want yeah <laughs> that's true that's true um there was one for this character named scourge and i actually never read warrior cats until like I was in seventh grade, okay. but I saw that. Yeah, I know. So I don't know why I read this manga. Well, okay. It was cats. And I was just so fascinated by the art and like that fascination was almost obsessive. Like I remember I would go to the library to get the book and I wouldn't even read it. I like, I did read it. But then after that, I would not read it because I was just looking at the art. I was looking at like how they would show emotion or like mm-hmm. lines, action scenes. And then that made me want to go, I want to make a comic. And then when I, that was when I was working on that, that really long comic that took me a whole year. Um, and I was just like, it was like a point where like, I was just like, anytime I saw something animated, I would be like, oh my God, I need to put that in my comic. That is so genius. Like for some reason, like Tangled was like a huge, uh... well, I mean, it makes sense why I was obsession, but like stuff in Tangled ended up in my comic. Okay. Um, and usually not even on purpose. Just, I was just like, man, this is a cool scene. I should put this scene. And it's like, oh, that's like from the ending of the movie. Um, but after that, I kept trying to make new comics. Oh, there was like this account called Disney Create. Um, I don't know if you heard of this one. Um, it uh, it was called Disney Create. It shut down like five years ago. It was a while ago. Okay. Um, and that's actually when I started doing basically web comics. Okay. They had this like 
yeah, they had this like comic. They had like different apps. I think they called them apps. It was like different things you could do. You could do like regular paintings. Mm-hmm. You could do like music videos. But there was one for making comics. Um, okay. And I remember it was like, uh, I sometimes have a big ego when I look at other comics. I don't know. I mean, I do know why. It's just like I always feel very proud of my work. And like, I guess like 11 to 12 year old me was just like, when I at these comics, I was like, oh, wow, whatever. I mean, girls. <laughs> In high school i mean i can do so much better and then my my comic that got like was a huge success that a lot of people saw was just a warrior cats ripoff like this thing i was so proud of was just me ripping off of warrior cats um but it was like really popular um and it was just like some people were asking for more and i was really excited to do more but like around the time uh it got popular disney create was like close to shutting down mm. um but they did it in a weird way where like i couldn't publish anything so every time i tried to work on a page it would always restart so it would not restart it would not let me publish it so it was just like stuck in limbo basically but i was really obsessed with expanding that comic and i remember I, there was fan art too i remember some of my like early one of my earliest characters there's actually a character I'm making for a webcomic right now. Um, okay. The webcomic's kind of on pause right now, but uh, it was like, they were like, I was just like, I wasn't popular and then I'm popular and now people are carrying my characters. And this one character, like people just started really interested in um, and they were asking about his story and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I don't really have a story. But then I was like, I could drip feed information. And I remember like, cause like I was like, using DeviantArt at the same time and DeviantArt mm-hmm. had that whole like, ask the character thing yeah. so because like the comics weren't working anymore i was just like okay i can do character expansion in a way so it's like what's your favorite color and then i would have him my it was Vern. that was the character i'm, I'm talking about for my webcomic uh Vern would say something but he'd say something really ominous like it'd be like what's your favorite color he'd say red but then like he'd show his like uh this like this image of like these like vaguely pictured like horses like screaming and it's like it makes you kind of want to more intrigued and i really like doing stuff like that like just like inventing people to get more interested in that stuff mm-hmm. um so it was the same with like uni all that stuff but then like later on um it got shut down so you know so i was on deviantart and deviantart i tried and i think tumblr maybe yeah i think tumblr mm-hmm. tumblr and deviantart was like basically my second go okay um so DeviantArt still did the ask the character thing, but then like a few years later, I think I was 15, I wanted to start my webcomic, um, but I had literally no plan for it. It was just like, uh, I was just like, oh, uh, he's going fishing. Why is he going fishing? Um, because he wants, why is he fishing in a tree? Uh, he's trying to fish for birds with me. It was just like, uh, I really had no plan. Even from the start, like I never had a plan. I just made stuff as I went along. Um, but when you get older, you know, you get a little, you kind of get more knowledge from your past decisions. So I scrapped that. Um, and I just kind of like decided to just kind of work on it from behind the scenes and just do other art. And then fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Um, I, well, I don't know if I want to talk about this part, uh, cause my mom's going to listen to this soon. So she wouldn't want me to mention this, but something happened. So I couldn't really do something very important. So I started to focus more on my art and my comics. Um, Not comics, just my art. Um, My art was just like, it still was not like a job for me. I mean, I was just doing, I was doing like commissions. 
but it was sort of like a hobby than like anything more important. Um, but it was when I drew the plague girlfriends, the plague GFs, um, and that like got super popular. Yeah. Um, it gave me kind of like it was so popular. I think that's still my most popular drawing. Um, it gave me this like massive ego boost. Um, <laughs> it made me be like, I'm unstoppable. I can't do anything wrong. And then my next drawing only gets like 2K likes. I was like, oh my God, I'm a horrible artist. I was like, wait, no, I need to relax. Okay. And I was like thinking to myself, just like, what am I going to do next? Because I'm still working on that web comic. Um, I could tease that, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to tease that if I don't even know when it's going to finish. Right. Um, but I kind of was like, you know, plague doctors are actually cool, but my in my head, I had this whole problem where I was like, there's stuff I like to draw, but there's stuff I really want to draw. So mm -hmm. I was like, I like to draw fan art, but I really like drawing my OCs, my original characters. But when I saw like that drawing got a huge boost in likes uh, in my head, I was just like, you know what? I could really do something with this. I don't know what yet, um, uh, but I felt like, I was like, I'm getting followers fast. I want to mm -hmm. keep that following. You know, I want to keep them interested. Right. But I don't want to, like, like give them something that I don't care about. So when I write a character, I always try to think about... I usually, most of the time, I try to think about the personality before the design. Right. The play girlfriends, I had no actually plan for them. I didn't even think I was going to draw them ever again. But people were very interested in them. So I was just like... It, it actually reminded me of my Disney Create days... Because when I made Vern, I did not care about him that much. I used him for, like, personal art, but I didn't really care much about his story until people asked about it. Right. And then, so when people asked about those characters, I was just like, you know, I could draw more of them, but I can't just draw them hanging out. I could give them a personality. I could give them something to develop with. So I started, did, I did my next drawing, and that, that, that next drawing with them got nearly uh, 100K likes as well um so as i went on i was just like i think i'm going to because <laughs> it's like my thought process just was like i still didn't know what i was doing but i felt like i felt like i was getting an idea because i when i drew that drawing that was when the pandemic started right. and i was very very upset i was really pissed actually um because there was just so many lost opportunities and that's why i made those girls i was basically vent art it was just like art i made when i was upset to vent and this art, I was just like, you know, I was really emotional. I could do something with that. It's like, oh, let me draw them being cute. Let me draw them flirting. Let me draw them making jokes. And I realized, like, people really like this stuff. And then, like, I drew my first time having, like, not first time. Oh, my God. I have, like, a lot of stuff. But my first time drawing, like, bug people and it blowing up was the uh, moth girlfriends, the uh, pink and black ones, which are Dahlia and Zinnia. Mm -hmm. That one got really popular. Um and when that got popular, that was, like, basically solidified to me that, like, I can make content that I want to make, that I want, I, I can make original art, and people are going to care about it. So that was basically the start of just, like, me being more focused on my original content. And then I wouldn't have to think to myself, oh, uh, I got to give people all this fan art, but then they'll care about my OCs. It's like, if I want to make fan art, I can make fan art, but, like, I can make all these original characters and people can care about that. And that's when, like... You know, I set up my Patreon. I set up all this stuff. I set up a shop. I sold like two, two uh, uh, plushy. What do they call campaigns with playlist uh, makeshift? 
-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So it was just like it, I was. It was practically like I was waiting for a moment like this. Like I really wanted a moment where I could really make something off my art and also have people really appreciate um, the kind of content I'm making. There we go. There we go. First of all, I just want to go ahead and just goodness because you just went through basically your entire catalog right there <laughs> oh geez i'm so sorry no 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 no. that is perfectly fine see i was gonna say like one of the major things i love with this podcast and i've said this in other places before is when a guest like gets to that point to where they basically have tunnel vision to where they're like all in on their passion like their journey more or less <laughs> like that and i could tell especially as you're talking about this stuff like the love and passion you've had that's been like years in the making to where you are yeah. right now like yeah and the fact that like nowadays it's it's finally paying off like the the thing that you've i guess been like craving for or the thing that you've always had like a love for other people are sort of reciprocating that love for yeah the first time in a while and i can tell that like it's probably like this entire experience you can correct me if i'm wrong it's probably as surreal for you as anyone probably looking on the outside yeah. in oh my god yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Yeah. It's it's so oh sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. Ah uh, no no you can go 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 on. Okay sorry I I get so big about interrupting people but yeah uh, oh my gosh it it's it's one of those things where um it was surreal and I remember I would I would even tell myself on my Tumblr like just getting a certain just like a I would have like many goals for myself to be like I'm I'm making like I'm inching people more interested in my characters like I remember my my drawing at, for my characters got like 300 likes and I was so excited. I lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, 300 likes. Oh my God, that's crazy. And it's like, because I didn't want to focus, even though, you know, I really wanted to, to, and I, I'm just going to be honest. Like I really did want to be popular. Yeah. I didn't really want it to be uh, the only thing I'm excited for. I always try to like praise myself for like small goals, goals, <laughs> Uh, things I achieve is very small. Like people ask me about Vern. I'm so excited. People uh, uh, retweeted my art. I'm so excited. Someone quote retweeted being like, whoa, I thought this was from a cute. I'm so excited. I was just like a cartoon. I was so excited. It's just like, I really, really, really wanted people to care about my art. But even still, like my popularity, I was expecting like, uh, this might be bragging, but I was expecting like 10K because like, I, I just was just like on Tumblr, the highest I got was like 6K followers. So in my head, I was just like, uh, 10K, uh, 5K is a lot, but 10K, that's like my goal. That was literally my goal. I was like, I want to hit 10K on my Twitter. Right. And then I thought I would never go any higher than that. I literally was just like, oh, it's probably going to stop there. And then, you know, that Plague GS drawing blew up. And it's like, now I have like 100K. Even just like looking at my following, I check my following. Uh, almost daily because I literally can't believe I have a hundred K. I even was like telling someone like, I, I'm really proud of my art, but I'm not sure if it's a hundred K followers worthy. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so intimidating. Like just like so many people, like the fact that like my art is so expansive that like, I'll see it on like iFunny. I'll see it on like YouTube videos. I'll see people mention my name in like YouTube comments or reference me on like Facebook. It's just like, or like people like at me and be like, oh, that that makes me think of like idolamantises. Oh, that's idolamantis style. And I'm like, crap, I feel kind of like a celebrity here. And yeah. it's like, I don't want to, I, I really, it's like, I don't want to feel like too important. Like that's what it is. It's just like you, you, I don't want to feel like a celebrity because then it feels like I'm going to my head. But then it's like, you, I, it's, I feel so big compared to like other people. It's like, I don't know how 
I'm supposed to react like um um like I'm willing to I'm totally down to like brag about like my following if people try to come after that because like I feel like you know even though I, I'm always hesitant to, to praise myself I feel like I can at least appreciate hard work I put into it and how I'm very lucky as a person but I try not to let that brag go into like I'm more deserving than these people or these people are lesser artists than me or that kind of stuff right. um um if someone has like more followers than me or has like less a little less followers than me I'm not gonna be I, I try not to be like a jealous person and I, I'm actually not man that sounds insane like because like i feel like jealousy is like an expected thing right. but i never like let that jealousy manifest into something awful if i'm uh there are artists i'm like jealous of i'll just like ask them for tips i'll praise them i want to be like i want to be like instead of like putting that like uh jealousy and frustration like dang why can't i be that good or come on it's like oh they're catching up to me they're gonna beat me i'll be like man you are doing so good you might even beat me you're doing amazing you deserve more yeah. attention like it's it just feels good to when you get that like uh attention from people and that appreciation uh from people um even if it is like very intimidating i mean at the at the end of the day like what you're talking about you know i guess that's kind of like more or less how the art community should be more or less is one of those like you know there are people out there that certainly wear their following with a badge of honor more than anything else but at the end yeah. of the day like you know everyone's gonna everyone has their own different way about doing stuff and everyone appreciates stuff a little differently we should be you know coming together and supporting that more than anything else yeah yeah i i mean trust me you've got you've established yourself you certainly got a strong community behind you with all these different <laughs> ideas and concepts that you've pushed out throughout the years and you know i want i want to start by talking about the one that really blew up for you that you talked about the the plague doctor you know lovers more or less how did that idea come to be in the first place oh man i wish i could be like oh this is like a very complex thing but it was like really simple actually um for a a while actually um i wanted to make a play doctor character okay and this might be a little dark to say but when the pandemic started um it kind of even made me more interested in making a play doctor character because like it's, it's like what a lot of people are talking about they're comparing it to like the you know plagues of the past and mentioning plague doctors I'm like man i want to make a plague doctor but i was like in my head i was like i don't want to like two plague doctors because i'm like that's been done before that's pretty basic mm -hmm. um and then randomly while i was scrolling on twitter there was like a really popular post i was like oh my god look at this thing called the plague nurse um mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god this is an insane design i'm in love with this plague nurse design so uh oh my i had even make a joke too like when i made the plague gf strong i it still blows my mind that it got popular because I would say that's a really good example of rushing something out and just posting it because you weren't satisfied with it. Um, because I, w I don't think I was posting a lot of art or I wasn't really happy with the art I was making. So when I made the Plague Doctors, I was doing that. And I was literally, I was, I spent the whole day trying to draw them and I was getting angry because I was just like, this should not be that hard. I'm struggling with the beaks. I'm struggling with the hands. I hate this stupid umbrella. Why did I draw an umbrella? I was just like, it was so like, it was so difficult. And I, I was like, oh, I hate this. And then I went to sleep and I woke up and then I redid the entire sketch. And I just like, that's why it's very sketchy is because I sketch, I, I did that whole sketch and then like I outlined it very sketchy because I was basically rushing it. Right. Um, but I still wanted to like make it still look appealing. Yeah. Um, so I I put Plague GS because like I was just like, what do I even say here? Uh, 
I drew Plague Doctor Girlfriends, Plague GFs, and then I posted it, and I expected that to get, like, 100 likes. And then I was like, I checked my personal Twitter, I come back to my main, after an hour, it already has 12,000 likes, and I was like, (laughs) what? uh, I literally thought, like, bots did something to my account, because I was like, there's no way. There's no way this has 12,000 likes in an hour. Um... And I was like, I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up. and Because, like, you know how Twitter has, like, glitches? So I yeah, thought it was a glitch. Yeah. I really thought it was, like, a glitch. Like, I was like, there's no way. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up. And then all those likes are gone. Maybe I got, like, 1,000 likes. And then, like, it's 100,000. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't even know what I did here. Uh, I, I can only imagine how, like, once again, going back, how surreal of an experience it was. Because, like you said, like, it, it's something that you've wanted to do for a while. And, like, you were frustrated with it at certain points. And, like, once you got it out there, like, of course, you were satisfied with the product. But, like, the, the fact that, yeah. again, like, it was something that you more or less, you didn't expect for it to blow up the way it did. I Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, oh. I'm, I'm going to partially blame the timing of it. Cause like you said, this is around the time that the pandemic really was yeah, happening. I was going to say that too. I was like, this feels like perfect timing for the pan. I actually remember when I posted it on Instagram, I got like very angry comments being like, wow, way to go to disrespecting people who died. in the not even like the pandemic, like the plagues, like the plagues and like the Victorian area. I was offending those people. Apparently that's what they were telling me. And I was like, there's like Halloween costumes of plague doctors. You can't get mad at me for this it was just like what am i supposed to say here yeah um but i remembered after that uh i got some people in replies being like that's not a plague doctor nurse that's not a plague doctor nurse and i was like what and then like i i looked it up because like this was a, the the nurse uh i looked up it was actually really difficult to research i don't know why it was like really hard to look up but i looked it up and it's not a nurse it's more like a festival outfit that's what i'm trying mm-hmm. to understand like i think like almost like a christmasy kind of outfit okay and, uh it, it was I don't know how do you pronounce it. Czech, Czechoslovakian. Czechoslovakian. Yes. Um, And I felt really bad because I don't like making content. Like, I know I was making a joke about the plague doctors, but I don't like making content that offends or hurts people. I know sometimes people will be like, you should draw this because it'll spite these people. And it's like, I never want to do that because I don't want to make art that makes people angry, basically. Um, so I redesigned Lucy. I wanted to be, keep it more inspired, but not keep it like an exact copy of that. Right. Um, because it would, you know, I just didn't want to disrespect another culture, um, which is how she got that new design. There you go. There you go. I mean, nevertheless, like the, the designs as a whole that you've presented with these plague doctors or whatnot, like it's absolutely stunning more than anything else. Thank like, you. When, I mean, that, that, that's just more or less a reflection of your art as a whole. Like just every single character that you push out there, like goodness, like I can only imagine the, the amount of time and effort that goes into getting that design just right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like super anal anal about this stuff. Like even though like these designs usually take me like maybe even like at least like a few hours, like I'm really like serious about like having a design figured out because like I want to make characters that like you really think about. I really want to make characters that like, I really feel identifiable by their design. Um, and in some ways that's kind of like hurt me because uh, my plague doctor girls have been, and Samson, the the big brother, mm-hmm. they've been passed around online like so much to a point where like I once, a couple times I will post the characters, I'll post like uh, fan art of those, not fan art, uh, like Animal Crossing costumes of those characters. 
Um, and people will be in my products like, hey, why don't you credit the artist? And it's like, I'm the artist. <laughs> Is, are my characters more popular than me? Uh, wow. Um, yeah, I've had, uh, I've had like people like, you know, message me about the characters and like ask me stuff which is cute, but sometimes I get like a little creepy about it. Like they might ask like sometimes sexual stuff with my characters. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa please, hey, hey, relax, okay? You know, like my mom follows this account. Please don't write write this stuff, okay? I can't answer this. Um, uh, so it it gets it gets intimidating, um, but I at the same time it's like I do still feel that pride. Like, dang, I designed that. And people are obsessed with it. Like, dang, that that must say something about me. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about obsession? Let's talk about the one that everyone's been going absolutely crazy for these past few months or whatnot. And that's basically the collection of bugs that you've basically presented in oh, one yeah. or another. Yeah, like the spider moms more than anything else. Like again, how did yeah. how did those concepts come to be? Um, that one is also very pretty simple for well. Yeah, maybe a little more complex, but pretty simple for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was trying to think of something new when I was trying to work on comics because I was like, I'm making a lot of couples, like lots of couples, and I, you know, everyone likes, cu- not everyone, you know, what I mean, like a lot of people there's a like good there's a good audience for couples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what people are, like attracted to. But I was just like, why even want to do couples? I don't want to do couples anymore. I want to do like. Uh, leaf bug and mosquito or this this and this because I was like this is feeling kind of this is almost feeling samey and I know these couples are very different and I try to make them very different but like the dynamic was the same it's like they're, they're dating and they love each other yeah. um, so I wanted something different and so I originally I was like when I was making the idea I was like months ago I think even last year I wanted to make something like a ladybug and a spider couple like they were there were two girls and they were married but then I was like God, I don't want to make this. So I was literally just like, I don't want to make this. Um, but I really like the ladybug and the spider idea. So I was like, um, what if that ladybug is a baby, baby boy? I don't draw a lot of boys, a little boy, and he has a spider mom, a very creepy looking. Well, I thought she was creepy, but like, her replies are telling me otherwise. But <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, this creepy spider mom. Like, you know, I thought like, I was like, that'd be kind of cute because like I I don't remember if I was doing a lot I, I was doing like a decent amount of comics but I don't think I was doing like very story driven comics so I thought it would be kind of cute to do something a little different like a mom and a son and the more like story driven comic like this kid's drawing a picture he's really proud of it but you can see bugs in the back like are really freaked out like what the heck is he drawing yeah. he goes home he talks to his mom he's like really excited to her you don't see the mom um, but she seems pretty nice. And then you see her hand and then you see the next page and it's like, she's massive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that one, I actually did actually plan to do more stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was actually surprised by like the, the amount of attention they got. I was like, these are probably not going to be that interesting to people. And I'm like, of course, like literally every time I'm like, this is not going to be interesting for people. It explodes. <laughs> um, so people got really interested in that stuff. I was like, dang, that's awesome. Um, in fact, uh, originally I was going to make the Spider-Man more like kooky, zany, but I thought like it would be better or more interesting if you had contrasted this like cute, sweet little boy with this very tall, very scary looking woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the next comic was just like them hanging out. But then I was like, man, I don't have any ideas, but I really like these characters. What can I do with them? And I was like, 
I think it was like them hanging out, then the one with the bully. But I was like, I don't really want to do stuff with him at school. Or um, originally, I actually was like, I'm not going to do with anything with Dot or a kids, just like him with his mom right. or other adults. No kids stuff, um, which, you know, that didn't go that long. But later on, I was like, you know, I could give a spider mom like a partner um, yeah. because that could be interesting. So that's when I introduced uh, uh, Ladybird or uh, Scarlet. I should also say Sp- Spider-Mom's name is Arachne mm-hmm. and the Ladybug's name is Dot. Uh, but I'm just going to say Spider-Mom, Ladybug, Ladybird because that's how people usually remember them as. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I kept calling them that because I literally did not have a name for them. Um, so I was just like, it, then that's just how it just kind of like story days just kept coming, kept coming. And then I thought, you know, could do something kind of different with Dot. Why don't I just have him interact with one of the bullies? Originally, I wasn't even going to do anything with the bullies. I just was like, oh, you know, mean kids bullying Dot. And then, you know, they get messed with and then they don't mess with him again. Um, But I thought about having one of the bullies be basically forced to apologize to Dot. Um, But then you find out, like, this bully has a lot of really, like, uh, repressed issues. And she took it out on Dot when she shouldn't have. I was gonna have her, uh, her uh, cricket friend, who's actually her stepbrother. I don't know if I mentioned it, but like, that's her stepbrother. They're basically siblings. Okay. He was gonna join her, her, but uh, when I wrote that one, I actually was like, I think that was like the first time I've actually felt scared posting something, because yeah. like usually my comics are very easy. They're really digestible and safe and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. girls hanging out stuff like that uh, mom stops bullies but i thought this one this one i actually asked um some other transgender people more like you know specifically trans women mm-hmm. because i didn't want to make tulip feel uh like caricature right so i was like i know there's like stereotypes like oh the transgender woman who's aggressive and angry and i don't want that i wanted it just to be like a very angry kid but she a lot of the anger just comes from ang- trauma just like from being bullied very severely herself um, the, I know I, I told people that like I put those comics on I, some people think I'm done with those characters I'm not but one of the comics I thought about doing was something like how like Tulip and her brother Fern or they all only had each other basically because Tulip was bullied for being trans and uh, Fern was bullied for being gay and then like you know they moved into a newer community where all the other all my brother both characters are where they're more accepting mm-hmm. and so it can be very it was very difficult for them to adapt, basically. And then you have this little boy, Dot, who's just like, oh, I'm cool with my friend being trans. I, I have two moms. I, it's just like, he's just like this little accepting little kid. Um, and I, I always I always wanted to make sure that like, even like my nicest characters, I always wanted to make them interesting. I really wanted them to make be people you could not only care about, but maybe even identify with. Yeah. Um, so I made Dot just like, uh, you know, he's very cheery and peppy. But like, there's like, there's really excitable energy to him. Like, you know, he really wants to support people and help them in any way they could. But he gets anxious pretty easily. He's very scared of conflict. Um, like, he's not a he's a lover, not a fighter, basically. Yeah. Um, and then very late, I introduced uh, the crab girl, crab mom, and her blind daughter, uh, Chestnut. Originally, they were gonna be sisters or even a couple. But I was like, ah, what if she has a daughter too? Um, and that was another example of like I could have explored. Uh, I wanted to explore more with them, but I was like I I've been drawing these characters for um, almost two months, 
So I was just like, I want to just put it to rest. Because that's that's kind of my thing, is that I don't like drawing stuff for too long. Even if it's right. popular, I just, I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, I, if I'm getting bored, not bored, but if I'm, like, if I'm getting kind of tired of this, and if I'm not giving, make, thinking of anything good, I don't want to force an idea so I can get a bunch of clout and attention. So I just was just like, ah, it's done. It's over. That's it. Um, Fair enough. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I... I just want to say with, with all of the stuff that you kind of put into this like most recent run more than anything else with, with these bug people, I just have to ask more than anything else. Um, who hurt you? Because, <laughs> because my God, some of the stories that you're telling with these characters, especially like spider mom and all stuff like that. They're some of the oh, most yeah. like gut wrenching storytelling I have ever heard. Oh, I'm pretty sure I've replied to you several times like to the comments like why must you like make me cry <laughs> <laughs> there's so many i probably missed it because i was getting someone like why did you make me cry that that <laughs> oh my god that comic got like a thousand replies i had to mute that comic because so many people were replying um that was like i was that was something i was like i was writing my personal twitter i was like i i uh i guess people are gonna find out the point like the kind of writer i actually am mm-hmm. like i am very i like i really like stories about love and care but i also really like putting darker elements putting darker elements in that story but specifically because i like it when it's like when a character's in suffering or hurt that there is some way for them to be happy there's some way for like to find love to find joy i remember like like my character Vern, like Vern has like probably the, the saddest backstory out of all my characters and his whole arc is just like letting trusting people again because yeah. I just think that like I never like misery porn basically I like showing like the messed up part the sad part but like you know showing that happy part showing people getting better being happy right. and relationships um the one with her mom that one I was nervous about because not scared like tulip but I was nervous because I was like this is like the first time I'm actually posting something like genuinely upsetting to people because they're used to like the safe stuff the really comforting stuff and then like having a comic end with oh my mom's dead might be a little traumatizing to people um uh like i was even getting dms like how could you how dare you um <laughs> do this and i was just like uh you know I'm, I'm a little kooky i'm a little crazy like that um, <laughs> um and then that's when i introduced her dad right um her her and her dad could honestly i was even like i was like thinking to myself like man i could make a whole comic about her and her dad because like there was like a lot of ideas i really wanted to explore yeah. like her dad um be the part of the reason why he doesn't like help people is because like his whole family is was very bad specifically like his father was very bad his father he's like he was like oh yeah my father ate all my siblings and tried to eat me but I survived and he, and he treats it like, Oh, I'm so tough. But it's like, that's a very traumatic t- childhood to have. Yeah. Um, just a little. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so like, um, you know, and then there's arachne. It's like, and, and I don't want to say this, put this in the comic because like, it's very sweet, but like he and his daughter, like they kill other bugs. Like they do actually kill bugs and eat bugs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's survival um, out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, I, I don't know if I can say this because if people hearing this who like this might feel betrayed, but in the comic where Arachne meets Dot, and the original idea was actually going to be that she was going to try to eat him, mm. um, 
uh, and then like she sees him sad and she's like oh, i'm going to adopt him and i was like oh, i don't know if i want that uh, how about just introduce her in sort of like kind of a creepy way but in a way that she cares right. um uh, I remember also again again I remember people getting mad because like <laughs> she had very big a big chest and it was like I had even when I was joining I was like I don't know I want to I kind of want to censor this but, like I want to make you know chest feel like you have to censor it mm-hmm. um but like uh that part you know um sorry it's so, like I'm trying to think how to word this because it's like it's a little upsetting but like I, I sometimes I you, you might notice this I'll add sketches at the end of the comic sometimes mm-hmm. like under the tweet um, because it's just like I'll be like I have a bonus idea, but I want to make it to a comic. I'll just add some sketches. Right. Um, one of the sketches was gonna be like Arachne putting Dot to sleep, um, and Dot asking, "Have you eaten bugs before?" And she said, "All the time, but I would never eat you." And he says, "Have you eaten a ladybug before?" And she says, she pauses, and then she's like, "I've only eaten one, but it didn't taste very good." So like allude to the fact that she might have actually eaten his mom and that's why he's motherless basically uh... um yeah but i was like this was so i was like this might be so dark but i don't yeah. want to tease that because i don't want to like sour that like kind of like love from them um so i was like i'll just keep that up but that was that, that was just kind of my thing is just like i i want to put i don't want to like make things too dark um but i like putting you know very sad very because i mean you know, I don't want to get to myself, but like I've been hurt before. A lot of people have been right. hurt before, and it feels nice when someone suffers and then something nice happens to them after that. So, I thought shaking it up with something like that would have been nice too. And in, in fact, um, before these comics, um, when I w- I wanted to do something with Samson, the big brother, mm-hmm. and the the his son Ren, it was actually, and I'm I'm still thinking about it, but I don't think I can because Twitter might. <laughs> uh suspend my account because i the original story was like way gory Uh but like it was yeah it was like him saving his son um implied to be like they were doing experiments on him that's why he has that weird those weird bird feet um but i was just like ah people won't like that and so i just like scrapped it to the side and then like later on later months later i do the spider stuff people really like that and so i've been thinking about it but like in my head i'm like i don't think I, i i don't even think i can do that because you know uh, nobody came here to see a lot of blood and gore, but um, I still want to like tease like or put like implications like there's like a lot of stuff that Samson has done for his son like there that's the reason why Samson is silent because he got injured protecting his son. But mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, if nothing else, you can always make it a Patreon exclusive. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, but I mean, like, nevertheless, like, I, I'm being genuine when I say this. Some of the storytelling that you've had with all these comics you present so far, it, it's some of the most engaging stuff out there with all these different characters <laughs> and such. Like, I don't think that there are, like, certain TV shows out there that are not as engaging as what you're presenting in your webcomic. Oh, I am being dead serious with that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, gosh, um... I, I can only imagine, like, how how rough the writing process must be for you at times and make sure that you have like a good story at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, that's though I was like saying to myself, I was like, God, I wish it. I was like, and sometimes when I'm on Twitter, I'm like, Oh, I wish this was Tumblr because Tumblr is like, you could have like 10 photos at once and then you could add more. And I was like, man, there's so many uh... stories. I want it to be longer. Like, Oh, there was that comic, the comic of Fern. I was getting like legit, like pretty sad with it because there was so much story I had like I read scripts before I make the comic. There was a lot of stuff in Fern's story to like expand it more. But when I started drawing it, I was like, 
this script is only two pages, but I'm only down two like three sentences, and it's already the full page. So there's no way I can like fit everything I wrote into that whole thing. Right. So when people are like, like I remember, I was like, people were telling me like, oh, your writing's getting better and stuff like that. I was like, man, that means a lot <laughs> because like I I always have to constrict myself when I write. I always have to squeeze things down um right. and like remove i'll have to remove things it's just like all this kind of stuff um because it's so uh difficult for that format um that's also why like people are like you should put that on webtoons and personally i'm just like i don't want to really put this on webtoons because these are very short and i know there's probably there's webtoons that are like one page long but i was just like i don't really think uh I want them on a webtoon format. I kind of prefer it where it's like you click, click, um, her page, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to write. I mean, that's why it's like my webcomic that I've been writing about that webcomic has like 400 pages. Now I've been writing it since I was like 17 and still like reworking it. That's part of why I've like, I kind of paused on it because it's like, I really want to make this a good story because I'm such a perfectionist and I want to make people feel interested in these characters. I really want to make characters that like, I don't want relatable characters. I want identifiable characters. I want people, characters that make you go, wow, this could be a real person yeah. or wow. Uh, uh, I can identify, relate to their struggles. Um, and these short comics, I, I, I think it's kind of a miracle that I was able lucky enough to like succeed in conveying that in my stuff. I, I mean, absolutely. And like, especially with, especially with like you said before like the years of experience like just doing this kind of stuff as well as like the recent run that has been like garnering you a lot of attention like i can imagine how the experience of all of that is kind of leading into this baby that you said you've been working on for a year which is your web comic yeah. creature of gray um yes yeah how did this comic and how did these characters like how did i i i sound like a broken record but what was the inspiration behind them how did they come to be creature of gray yeah uh oh man um, I will say you're only one wrong about one thing. It wasn't like a, a year. It was actually like six years, I think. It's been like something I've been developing, restarting, all this stuff. Uh, like, I, was, it's been like, I, I was saying the, the the recent string of stories that you've had for the past oh, year. Yes. Okay, okay, I imagine yeah, okay, that okay. on top of the years of experience you've had, like just yeah. doing this stuff in general, has led to this thing that you've been working for years on. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, uh, Creature of Grey is probably, yeah, I would say that's the most, like, dynamic of my stories, because that's a story that's really evolved like crazy. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's, it started, like I said, it started off at Vern, um, and it was a character I drew for personal reasons, like, just, like, on my sketchbook, but I never, like, did much with him on Disney Create until people asked about him, um, because in my sketchbook, it was more, like, a metaphor for, like, how I was feeling versus, like, what he was um so people asked about him and originally i actually wanted him to be like a villain like evil okay. i made him like in, in the original art uh, comic i wish the only thing sad thing about disney create being down is he can't pull the old art back but he was like just very ugly um and i still kind of consider it was pretty ugly um <laughs> but the old art was like very menacing like i really wanted him to look evil yeah. but then i was just like i felt like that one twitter post that's like oh my little meow meow my poor little meow meow because i was just like man it looks kind of pathetic and i was like <laughs> very pathetic um and it i was just like man why does he look like this why is he in the dark like i was literally just thinking to myself like why did i put him in the dark why is he alone 
why is he wearing this big cape? Like he, he like had all this power and then lost it. Like, where is this coming from? And uh, I remember like the original story was going to be like, he met a really nice family, some really convoluted thing happens and then like they all die and he feels ashamed. So he moves into a cave and then later on, someone takes him out of that cave and he like lives in like modern day because he's supposed to be like hundreds of years old and like mm. they're, he's hanging out with all these people. But like, I was just kind of like, uh, I was just kind of like in my head, I was like, uh, I don't know if I like this because I, I don't really like stories about modern day, I guess. I like fantasy and sci-fi. Fair enough. Um, then later on, there's this, I read this, I almost said webcomic, this comic called Amulet that I was like, I, and I'm still obsessed with it. I think its last book is coming out next year. Okay. Um, and I, I was like so in love with this book because it was like, it was really beautiful. It was very weird. It was like these animal robot alien people. Uh, I remember saying like Vern was very heavily inspired. I, I, I told you that he's inspired by this one character, but the character, I saw the character after I conceived Vern, mm-hmm. um, but his personality was very inspired because like, I liked this character named Trellis because he was like, he was very, he was very, I don't want to say scary. Uh, no, but he did have like a very scary aura to him because like, the first thing he does with the main character is basically like threaten her um and i was just like but then like as the series goes on it's like you're like you feel kind of bad for him mm-hmm. um like his his brother basically like beats him up because like he hesitated because like it was like he wants to defeat his father um all this stuff and so i made that with Vern. um so i i, I was like man i want to put that character into my character but i don't make it like exact and i was also inspired by piccolo when i was evolving for his character because okay. I, I was like i love I, I loved piccolo not love i still do i i think piccolo is like one of my favorite characters like ever and i was like i really like this like very angry and intense menacing aura but like he he cares yeah. deeply about gohan and about his well-being so i put that into Vern. i didn't really have a lot of other characters developed like originally like the, the people that he knew that died end up becoming not originally, but like later on in the story, they become the main characters. But originally, they were going to be dead. Um, but then, uh, I'm trying to think. So when Amulet came out, I was really obsessed with that kind of setting, the like sort of like fantasy setting. So my story was like, it was going to be like, I, when I tried my story again, this is when I was just, again, I was like, I had no plan. And I'm 15 years old in high school. I don't know how to write. Um, I'm right. I try to do like a backstory for Vern, but like it was gonna be like the start of his backstory. It was really a stupid idea. It was like gonna be like his childhood all the way to adulthood, mm-hmm. and then the actual story started there. And I, I I know some stories do that, but like my story was like this was gonna be like several books of yeah. like uh, of like just like Vern's backstory, and I was like this is stupid. Again, it's like every time I, I look at my old stuff, I'm just like, this is stupid. Why did I do that? <laughs> so um, I wanted to, Vern, uh, Vern had a house, but I was like, Vern is, I don't want Vern to talk to himself. So I gave Vern one of the characters, I'll say Uni, Uni, uh, Uni he knows Uni, which yeah. was like short for unique, but she's also a unicorn. Yeah. Her dead parent, her, uh, I say father, but he's non-binary. Um, he was gonna, th- those two were gonna be like, a duo together and it, like Vern was like serious but Vern was more uh Virus was more playful so they could contrast each other um but then again after that I was like I don't really like this story I don't like where I'm going with this so I started over um 
So then Creature Grey became just like a very long and very like basically slow process of me like figuring out what I want with the story. And it still is a process yeah. of figuring out like where I want the story to go. Um, and like, I mean, it, I, my friends, my own friends have made jokes like this story might never come out <laughs> because I'm always starting over because I'm always restarting because I'm always delaying it. I told people it was going to come out in like 2016 and then it never happened. So when people ask me, was it coming out? I'm just like, don't hold me to it because I don't even know myself. Yeah. Um, but so like, let me try to remember. Oh yeah. So I, when I was developing the story, I was like, what? Virus has a wife, but she died. So why does he like this wife? Because, you know, it's like, you want to give a character a reason why they care about someone who passed away. Right. But the more I wrote about her, the more I was like, kind of like his wife like a little too much like <laughs> i really wanted to be dead you know um so then that happened i revived her basically like she was alive too now and so it was gonna be burn. yeah <laughs> i was gonna be Vern, cerise the wife and virus um and they were like all friends but then like again as the story developed i was like oh this is kind of like they're basically kind of like a third wheel now even though like the whole like two people are a couple and one friend it's like that's been done in a story before but i was just like i don't really like bird as a third wheel mm-hmm. because like i i was just kind of concerned about like would people find that interesting if like the main character did not have a love interest and also because personally i was just like i i really wanted Vern to explore a new relationship because originally in the old his old backstory that he had a very abusive girlfriend uh, um okay. then like i was like what do i want to do now with that and it would have been fine if he didn't have a partner like that would have been fine that wouldn't have made him less interesting it was just like to me i was like i really think you could do more with him developing a new relationship so then i made indigo um who was gonna be a side character he was actually like the animal version of a racist but like i was like actually i'm gonna make him not racist he's gonna be very open now and a cool guy and he's going to be friends with cerise virus is gonna hate him Vern is gonna feel conflicted about him and so that was just like these four characters and I wanted like different like uh relationships with them because I feel like when you write a character you always want to make sure the relationships with people are very different which like it should feel like writing one-on-one like obviously it would feel different but sometimes you know when you're a writer you just want to make characters seem funny or seem friendly so you kind of treat them as like the exact same person especially if they're like in a friend group and i think it's just more interesting it's like if a character like like when indigo's with Vern, he's a lot more playful and flirty because he likes it but when he's with cerise he's very relaxed and he's very more comfortable with uh showing like more negative emotions when he's with virus he's almost like a troll he's like messing with him (laughs) um and i wanted that for all of my characters um and so yeah so and so as the story kept developing it was just like i really was just trying to figure out I really wanted it to get its own identity because like even in the original not original like semi-original when i was 15 years old i was like this is too derivative of amulet so i really wanted to focus on like not just the characters now i wanted to focus on the world building because i love writing characters but i was like neglecting the world building so that's been what uh i've been very focused on is just like sort of expanding that world and sort of like blending it in like i, I had this idea of like uh, that actually, I actually, um, I was laughing because I saw a Tumblr post and I was like, oh, God dang it, Tumblr stole my idea. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, <laughs> all these animal characters, they age differently. Like, Vern is 200, Indigo is like 170, I think. I kind of changed mm. it. 
Um, Indigo, uh, not Indigo, Virus is like 3,000. Cerise is like, she keeps her age a secret. Um, <laughs> but they have like, they have this thing called Age of the Beast, which is like ape people, like uh, monkey people, ape monkey people that went extinct for, uh, um, for reasons that are like in the story. Um, but they use them because they 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 live you know they live till they're a hundred so they they compare their ages. Um, so I was like, there could have been a joke like a character like mentally who works at a bar he mentally has to make sure someone is of age because like a character who's the same species as Vern could be twenty years old, but that's just a five year old. So yeah. you want to make sure like oh I don't want to I don't want to give something to a minor. So um, I want I really like those little like interesting like that or like their religion their folklore their games their language like i really wanted to make this world feel as alive and as diverse and as like you know identifiable as the characters themselves like i wanted to make the world also feel like a character right right i mean trust me like with with all the stuff that you've said and what little is out there trust me i've been trying to i was trying to do as much research as i can on creatures of gray and whatnot like i can tell that there's a lot <laughs> is going yeah. into this story, oh, yeah. but I can tell that you know. I mean, you said yourself you've been working on this for what six, seven years at this point. Like this yeah. is something that you've dedicated yourself to trying to to get. Uh... One second, one second. Words are wonderful. Um... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's something that you've like dedicated a lot of time and effort to, and something that you want to see like come to fruition. Because I mean, you said yourself you're a perfectionist. So this one is like you want this to be as perfect of a story as you've like maybe not originally envisioned but like something that you would like to go back to time and time again just to enjoy and like like be invested in this like you would any other show out there yeah 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 exactly yeah there you go i mean trust me again from what i could tell already from what is out there like this is something else (laughs) like (laughs) it is yeah you think so I, i i you know what I'm going to give the PMA- the the postmodern art podcast guarantee that this is something else that, that, that has never been yeah. given out before because I literally just made it right here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I even made a joke like I was like, this is going to be breaking the boundaries of webtoons because my main character is a bald, ugly, forty-year-old man with severe depression, and it's like compared to like your beautiful girls and your beautiful young uh, yaoi dudes, it's like you had this like completely mess of a character and i'm like even i was like even my mom was like you know she's like you know you want to make this care you want to make sure these characters like relatable because people can like uh might like to relate to those kind of characters and i was like yeah you know because like you know you want to be that beautiful girl with the hot guy you want to be uh that hot guy with another hot guy but it's like i kind of like characters that are like you know not perfect not uh and I, I was like, this, these, this book is actually like nothing like my usual stuff. Cause like a lot of my stuff, it's like I like drawing curvy girls. I like drawing, you know, girls with big boobs. I really like drawing buff guys. I like drawing this stuff. But it's like, you know, my one of my male characters is fat. My other male character is like, even though he's pretty buff, he's pretty curvy as well because he's like an ant, and ants have like those curves. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I did that gesture. You can't see me, but I'm like doing that hourglass gesture. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I get that. Um, I have like this. Uh, non-binary unicorn who's like very grumpy and very mean well i won't say very mean but like he has like a sass to him and then i have like this horse who's the only girl in the group who's like she has no tits um and she doesn't really have like any like curves and i like that with her because i wanted her to be more like the horses in the in this world were like very masculine 
So I was just like, I like that she was also masculine, but like she was, it was never something she was like ashamed of. Like she loved showing off her muscles. It was like, she was very proud of being like a horse that was also powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's like, I, I don't want to word it like, oh, when I mention these like webtoon stuff, I want to make it seem like I'm looking down on these authors who are writing this kind of stuff. Because right. even though it's like not for me, it's like they know what they're doing. They're making an audience. And even if I don't even like them, it's like, who am I to say? They got a successful webcomic. I don't. Um, I just like, you know, observing stuff. I like comparing my own stuff. Um, and I hope that if that comic comes out, I don't want to say if, because that's not good. I want to say when that comic comes out, that people, I don't even want it to be popular. I just want people to enjoy it. I want people to like it. And more than anything else, like, especially with the kind of characters that you're presenting, you want people to, like, relate to it more than they would, like, some of the characters that, you know, some of the other mm-hmm. comics that you're talking about more than anything else, because these are, like, unique circumstances yet, yes, yeah. but these are some of the, probably the most grounded characters that you could probably find out there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I really wanted, um, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if, this, if you know what this is, but there's, like, this whole thing called kinning, which are, like, people who, like, really identify with the character and i was like i want Vern to be like that kin that like kin that people fight over or people make call out posts like wow um you're standing Vern when he did blah 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 this this and this <laughs> like, wow you're standing virus when he uh called Vern an idiot um or like just like I-, I even make jokes like i want fandom discourse because there I, you I, go. sometimes I'm like, you morally great not morally great but like characters that are more complex tend to get the most discourse because you know people can't have seem to have very black and white perspectives on characters right. and i know with web comics especially creators tend to create characters that are very um that's the relatable part it's characters you don't want to disagree with it's characters like they're very nice but that's it and if they do something bad the story doesn't call the character out on it because yeah. they're basically in some ways they're kind of like a fantasy for that character either as a love interest or for themselves and with my story, I don't want that. I don't want my characters to be like, they can just say whatever and get away with it. Like Vern, there he does some stuff. Part of it is just like because of trauma and a lot of other things. But I don't want to make it be like, oh, well, Vern's depressed. So it's fine that he did this. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I want it to be interesting. I want people to think about it. I want people to talk about it. Like his love interest, Indigo, I love like, I'm not actually a big fan of like assholes with a heart of gold because right. I feel like a lot of times in stories they really like to give that asshole a sad backstory and then they act like like that's totally fine now like nobody can call them out anymore because like oh when I was a child I watched my father die and it's like I don't care like <laughs> you can't just be an asshole to people because you saw your father die. like that's not my problem you know like that character's father could have died too but they don't do that stuff yeah and so with Indigo like especially like I wanted him to be like love interest that gets called out you know not like handheld he's not like um treated like he's too stupid for his own good or like he's his backstory's so sad so this isn't this because i don't like sad backstories when they don't like enhance the characters i don't like it when it's like here's a sad backstory feel sorry for them i feel like it's really interesting when a character's a sad backstory and there's like a response to it actually i wouldn't say indigo because Maybe Indigo. I actually think I, I said, like, maybe Indigo because, like, Indigo does say some very out-of-pocket things, but he has a very, like, I care kind of aura. Like, 
he asshole with a part of gold like he doesn't mean to be an asshole on purpose mm-hmm. unless it's with virus just to mess with him but like he tries to be doesn't i want to say tries to be a good person but i would say he tries to make people happy right especially with Vern, um because Vern is very closed off but indigo um for reasons that Vern doesn't know that like he can understand people who are in fact hurting and he wants to help them but, you know he's still gonna make a mistake I say Vern would probably be my most divisive because, okay. like, Vern is very, even though he's the main character, um, Vern kind of does some, I don't want to say, like, the worst thing ever or whatever, whatever, but, like, um, he has this whole thing where, like, he kind of stagnates and he's kind of rude. Um, there's, like, points where, like, he'll just say, like, something incredibly rude to someone uh, without warning. He, he just kind of has problems. Um and I know that that's might even piss people off because nobody likes a character who's mean to the nice one because it's like that audience bias. Like you never have that character that you want people to like to be mean to the one that people really do like because then it turns into like a whole mess. Right. And with Vern, it was like I wanted him to sort of like do stuff but not apologize for it because like in his head he prefers to push people away except for this one person in his life because like the the whole catalyst is that he's waiting for someone to show up for him. And again, I don't want to spoil too much, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then like there's Cerise who I think might be the most well-liked because, um, and I, in fact, I actually think people might see her as boring because she starts off very friendly and very nice. Like she's always like, she's always supportive with Vern. She's very happy around Vern. She's happy around anyone. Um, she's best friends with Indigo. She makes her uh, partner happy. But like Cerise is just like, Cerise has a lot of stuff going on underneath too, but those flaws, it's like, she's basically trained herself not to put it up on center because like the last thing she wants is for people to stress out about her when other people are suffering basically. Cause like this whole story is having like in a big war, basically like this massive war that's going on on the outside. And I wrote that like, I wanted to split up my story in parts and part one was going to be in this town and you were going to, it was going to be like, a little while in that town to a point where you'd, you'd feel really cozy and safe right. in this town. But then like they'd, they'd hint that, that like there's that big war going on. And at some point that war could come to this town that hasn't like seen a lot of like outsiders in like centuries, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's Virus, which I don't want to say too much. I just think he's funny because I, I say he's like my most, relatable character maybe i'll say a little bit but like because he's like he's very i mean i try not to be mean to people but i have a very bad habit of just saying something very rude and not meaning to um <laughs> it's just like I'll, it's just like it's almost it's basically like condescending like my, my sister say like i have a very condescending tone and it's like I, I i swear to god i'm so sorry i don't mean to sound condescending my voice is just automatically on asshole mode i don't know why <laughs> like, i'm just always a jerk and i don't mean to be um, but Virus is very, like, uh, he loves, he really loves, like, this actually, this, this kind of has that, that goofy, uh, Pluto thing where it's, like, there's animals, but then there's, like, animal animals, which are just, like, regular, normal animals, and he has, like, this pet dragon that he, he babies to death, even though she spits acid and she breaks into people's houses and, like, attacks people. Um, <laughs> he loves her to death. He's, like, he treats her like his own daughter. Um right. Cerise is like Cerise uh, Caesar is very Caesar herself is very plain because she's just a horse and her her partner's a unicorn 
but the, her, her unicorn partner is just like he's just like this is like my wife is a goddess like this is the most amazing woman in the world like i love her so much and then like with most everyone else like Vern and indigo he's just like he has an attitude he's very rude he's very snippy um he's very entrenched in his own culture is the whole unicorn culture um but at the same time it's like he also worships uh the founder of the town for like other reasons and again it's like i i never want to go too into it i just want to explain some of these characters because i usually don't on my i know you said you did some research so you've probably seen me like post stuff and stuff like that but i don't really do a lot of in-depth stuff with them because sometimes i'm worried about me changing things and i don't think i want to change anything with the characters but like maybe like i'll tweak something in their backstory or tweak something in like or history and i don't want people to like go back to like these old posts from like 2018 and be like well what the heck was that or like when is this scene gonna happen you said this scene is gonna happen i was like i, I don't know i was kind of lying sometimes <laughs> maybe it was never gonna happen um i was gonna say like at the end of the day like th- this is your creation this is your child you can do what you want with it because it yeah. it's up to you at the end of the day like if nothing else like you know especially when you have time to resonate on certain ideas and start to debate on how certain things go about their way nothing else like ideas change the word they'll probably make more sense at the end of the day instead of trying to rush something out there that's like a billion dollar project and people are going to end up hating it one way or another star wars <coughs> sorry yeah. back off right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean like yeah. but like nevertheless like uh, like just that little description of the characters alone like i know i know there's a lot of love that's in these characters there's a lot of love that's going into the story a lot of effort and dedication that's going to this stuff and i i'm gonna be excited whenever i see it in i don't know 2050 or something like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah gosh i swear to god i'll be on my deathbed and i'll be like it's coming out (laughs) next week i swear it's coming out next (laughs) (laughs) it was that shrek me was coming out (laughs) just i die (laughs) no then he like that he like we thought he died for a second there is another (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh goodness uh but like nevertheless like my point still stands like it's incredible to see kind of the the years of effort that's just gone into something that is simply you know what some people will look at as just merely a web comic i want to know like in all the years that you've been doing this what would you say is like as an artist like the best example of how you've grown as an artist? Like, what would you say, or at least like what you're most proud of that you've developed this over the years? Man, you know, I, I, I get that question all the time, even like when I was like 10 years old, like, really? like this is art- yeah, like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like, Oh geez, this question, but it's just like, <laughs> it's one of those questions where like, I've never answered it because I don't even know fully or like, okay. at least I didn't, but I think the art that really, really makes me proud is still the Plague of drawing. Okay. I, it's not like my most dynamic or most like, there's no story, there's no like comic, um, there's no anything, but like, it was just like, it was something I drew with a lot of emotion behind it. And even it was something I was getting frustrated with and something that was like, it was like a lot of emotion going on, um, but I still finished it. And then I posted it and it did so well. And it it, it it wasn't just like the popularity, it was like the comments. It was just like, just like realizing that like, I do have talent. 
And like, I mean, I, I always thought it was like, I was like, I, 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 I draw for fun, but I also draw because I think I have enough talent where I think it's worth showing other people. Um, but I always felt frustrated because and even there was points where I doubted myself because I was just like, is my art that good? Do people care about my characters? And it, it, it was even back then, it was such a silly thing to think about because getting people to care about your original characters mm-hmm. can be very hard to do. Like, unless you have like very generic, like a slime girl or like a bird girl, but with big boobs. And I'm not saying that like as like to demean artists who do stuff like that, but it's just like, it can be very easy. And even like my art, like I'm, I'm drawing a girl with curves and boobs, but like, <laughs> you know, like bug stuff, like, very weird stuff like plague doctors were so weird but i never drew them because in my head i was just like you don't see a lot of plague doctor characters you don't see a lot of plague doctor art no one's gonna want to see this uh but at least you know my i I think i had 7k when i posted that drawing like at least my 7k followers they'll see this and i'm happy about that but when it it boosted that it was just like it was empowering basically it was it, it made me feel so happy just to see, like, you know, people liked this stuff, that people liked my art, and I felt so proud of what I made. And I guess the the draw, the art, the comic I felt like the second most proud of was, even, like, even as much as that one, was the Bug Love comic, the comic about uh, Arachne and her dad, because right. I was not very comfortable with writing really personal, not personal, like, for me, but, like, very soft stories because when i try to write when i want to write something that's a little more angsty but still heartwarming i get nervous because like i feel like you kind of have to put a little bit of yourself into these stories which is why i typically avoid them for cutesy stuff but but the reckoning or dad like it was sort of like confronting that one part of myself that i always just like i didn't want to confront and it was just like confronting like love basically confronting like wanting to open myself up and um you know finding that new love new family that new stuff and the fact that people were so moved and so happy and they were just like they went crazy about it it was just like i was just happy because i was just like i did something i've been like scared to do since like i don't know i was like 14 15 like just something i've been terrified to do and people really love that so yeah the play tfs and the bug love drawing like those are drawings that i think i'm very very proud of yeah. Um, because of like all, what it means to me. I mean, if, if nothing else, like you were saying, like especially with the plague doctors, like you said, there was a lot of motion behind that. With you know the the uh, spider mom and her dad, like there was a lot of emotion and personal stuff with it. And I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but for you, I can imagine how elating it was that you put all this emotion into it, and like your emotion was rewarded not just with the thousands of likes I may have gotten, but the fact that there was a wealth of different supportive people that related to that yeah. in one aspect or another. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, even like the, when I wrote that stuff in my head, I was like, when I post this, everyone's going to be like, this is corny. <laughs> this is so lame. I was like, Oh, I'm, I was like preparing. I was like, they're going to say this is lame. They're going to say this is corny. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know why I always tell myself this stuff. It's like, I could have like a million followers and in my head I'm like if I post anything like slightly sad or slightly angsty like I know people are gonna turn on me or like get mad like I was convinced like people would straight up turn on me because like I was just like I I thought I was like betraying that image of like because like even that even like now sometimes like people still kind of think I'm like this 
you know, ooh, ooh, cutesy, softy artist kind of per- person, basically, because of the content I make. And I always get scared of that stuff because, like, I don't want to, I don't want really people to treat my art as a reflection of who I am, basically. Um, I wanted to treat it as really, like, what I'm passionate about, what I'm working hard on, and show it to people. Um, so when I show, like, a little personal stuff, I thought, like, oh, I'm ruining that image. I'm, I'm telling people, oh, this artist isn't always happy. Oh, this artist isn't always making happy stuff. Um, and it was, yeah, it was so silly, but it it's I'm just happy that, like, the responses have been so kind. And even if they didn't like it, I mean, I would still be happy with the kind of content I was making. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the stuff that you've made throughout the years and stuff, but I know you're not planning on slowing, really slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's go a little bit to more or less the dream scenario. Let's say I am big shot, Mr. Moneybags. I have access to anyone and everyone out there when it comes to art. And I have more money than it should be even possible to have. If given the opportunity, uh, sorry, come to me like Quill, look, the art that you make absolutely stunning. We can't get enough of it. We want to make the Dream Quill project. So, if given the opportunity with access to anyone and everyone and anything, what would be the Dream Quill project? I would, I really want to make a cartoon. Like that's Ooh. like the that's been something I've been wanting to make since I was like eleven. Okay. I even made like I even had like concept art for it. And if I wanted to make a cartoon. I feel like the studio I would have in mind is either Flying Bark because they have some incredible animations. Like their animation is like insanely good. Like I can't, I don't know if you've seen shows like Rise of the TMNT or Monkey oh, yeah. Kid. Or, Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that studio is crazy. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, maybe Titmouse. Yeah. Um, uh, there's another studio I'm trying to think of. Uh, that's uh, what's it called? Studio Mur. Uh, I think the the one that did with like Legend of Korra, okay. and Voltron. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking. Aren't um, they? Aren't they, <laughs> aren't they technically the people now that are behind like the Avatar Studios that Nickelodeon is having or whatnot? Or I don't know actually. I I, I might have to look into that, but I I don't know. I don't know if they actually teamed but, up, and made or like rebate or yeah. But nevertheless, like studios like those, like working on like a dream cartoon that you've probably yeah. had in mind. Yeah, and that, and if I could make that cartoon, I would not want it to be Creature of Grey because Creature of Grey is a cartoon that would flop because it's very weird, it's very different, and I don't think people would want to watch it, even though people love like all kinds of stuff. But That's also how you market it. Yeah, yeah, true. But also just personally, I'm like, I don't really think this is a something really made for a cartoon. Okay, you know, it probably like beautiful animation but i prefer it written but there's a comic a separate web comic out i wanted to make it was called like fitzy and mitzy save the world uh end the world something like that it was about like two demon sisters that were banished from hell and then like they come to the mortal world mm-hmm. and like they just like originally like it was gonna be like oh one of the sisters wants to actually like help out to spite the king or because she's like likes this girl and the other sister just follows her bigger sister because like they were banished from hell for like centuries ago and they they don't really have like any kind of adult figure um but uh i remember with the webcomic i scrapped it because i was just like i wasn't interested in the story because i was like i don't really think this is something made for a webcomic but for a cartoon i was like this would be perfect for a cartoon um 
it's just like <laughs> I said I was like thinking in my head I was like this is just has been hotel but <laughs> they're not in hell and there's more lesbians <laughs> <laughs> more is that possible uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh there was like and I remember like I really wanted them to be like I remember there's like this joke like they're both succubuses well one's a succubus one's an incubus but the incubus is transgender um mm. But the joke was going to be that, like, all succubi and incubi are bisexual because, like, you know, it's like, you're succubi slash incubi. You kind of want to get in with, with whoever. But uh, one of the sisters was, like, the social outcast because she was only attracted to one gender. Mm. And we were like, what? This, this girl's a freak. This is this, this, this. <laughs> um, but, like, and I, I, again, I was like, even in my head, I was like, I know it's like, you're used to adult stuff. So, like, I don't know why adult stuff kind of think we got to be offensive. I just kind of thought, like, in my head, like, I mean, even I was like, was this, would this be offensive? Because I was just like, it was just like a dumb joke on playing on homophobia, where it's just like, you're getting crap for being gay, but it's like for something completely opposite. It's like something yeah. really silly. Um, but I also like one of the sisters to be like, someone who like, she really liked to like, present herself differently. Like she was like, gonna be like, she'd, she'd when she was like in a regular stuff, she'd look like a boy, but like when she'd fight, she'd like look like a girl. Okay. And like it was gonna be like teased, like could she possibly be like gender fluid? Like it was like um, a lot of stuff. Like I remember there was like like angels, like they were like called guardian angels, but like it was implied that possibly the only reason they're guardian angels was like out of punishment and not actually out of anything good because some of these guardian angels are problematic. Um, like one who was like literally in a gang war, but she went to heaven because she like she saved someone's life. Um, or this guy who was like he was a rock star, um, but he was very uh, he was like he always cheated on like every girlfriend. Um, it was just like just like, but like I never liked uh, and like and there was like like little things too. Like there was like things like dark angels, like angels who were like cursed or like. Uh, what was it like people could see it was like a, like a really insane story um an insane idea and i really love to see that as a cartoon um because it was just like i like i really love the concept of heaven and hell um so i was like i part of why i was like i really enjoy that show hell of a boss it's just like i like when people explore hell in a really dynamic way um but i liked i wanted to show like my own version of hell like the version of hell in my story was gonna be like mad max basically it was like all desert there's no cities there's no anything it's just people running around and fighting and you can't kill each other in hell because like you can't die twice but like there's like this whole thing where like there would be demons that would capture there was like this whole thing like demons and sinners and demons were like things created by the hell king which are were uh which is why the sisters are banished because they weren't created by the hell king one of the demons like uh uh, had sex with a mortal and then that's why the girls were came to be and that was like a ba- band that's why they were sent to the mortal world but like gotcha. it was just like yeah so I was like yeah I- I'm talking about a story that was like it's likely never going to happen but like I was just so deeply invested in it because like it was just such a really expansive uh, really weird story I mean it's something that you know honestly you describing it I'd be interested to see how that would pan out at some point so again as Mr. Moneybags We'll give you support of all three of the studios. How about that? They're, they're all working on the project for you. Uh. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, the only thing is, like, the only problem is, like, I, I, I just don't have it in I, – because I, they're, they're, you know, they're from hell. So you'd expect people from hell to be, like, bad people. But the problem with me is that, like, sometimes, like, I just don't like doing – 
like the edgy effect. Even when I was like saying the stuff with like the lesbian bisexual thing, I was like, does that sound offensive? I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Like, right. uh, and that's probably why I wouldn't really work with the cartoon because like as soon as someone's like, we could make this like really raunchy joke, or I'll be like, yeah, but do we have to? I mean, and then like it's like I almost sand down my own story. It's like this really gory mess, but then like I don't want any of my characters to like do anything too bad um, because it's just like. Again, it's like I'm always anal about my work, yeah. um, and I'm also like serious about how other people perceive it. Um, but yeah, Not, I mean that's that's fair. But I mean, nevertheless, like you know, this idea, nevertheless, again, me, me personally, I'd be interested to see how it turns out. If you do yeah. get, the, I hope you get the opportunity at some point. Um, but sadly, we have to come down from the dream scenario a little bit. We have to get back to reality. Sadly, yeah. And I'm gonna ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now? Um, other than, like, you know, making the cartoon, which is, like, really, like, the, the peak of the dream. Okay. I really just, I don't know. I Well, no, I do know. I really want to see myself have a really decent webcomic that doesn't just, like, do well, but do enough where, like, I can literally make a living off of it because I'm working on something I love. Also, like, I can make money. I can take care of myself. Like when it comes to like online cloud, it's like it's. I always want to dream big. But when it comes to like reality, it's like I really just want to be small. I don't care if it's like a really basic apartment with like that costs like I don't know one k a month, and I'm doing that my entire life. I'm okay with that. I know people have like, oh god, I'm forty years old and I'm not a millionaire. Or I'm forty years old. I never did anything amazing in my life, and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of. Did a lot of the stuff I already wanted. I, I have a lot of things that I've already wanted, and I'm happy with the. I, I like to appreciate the small things I have. So, I guess like the the most expected outcome is just like I don't know. I'm just living in some small apartment in like Idaho or something, <laughs> and I'm just still drawing and I'm still making comics, and hopefully I finally learned how to drive by then. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> There you go. I wouldn't go with Idaho because I'm not sure what's there. Go to Wyoming. Kanye's there. You might run into him. He might help produce the comic. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, well, as we're winding down this interview, I just have one last question that I want to ask. Obviously, you are like entrenched and deeply rooted with art in all different aspects. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Man, I think art is like like one of the most important things like ever like it is literally like i like no joke like when i hear about schools like taking away art i'm like just like i feel like like you're taking away a part of like humanity in a way like just taking away like one of the few ways that people can express themselves just through art um because it's just like it's a kind of like visual medium that like you really can't show uh anywhere else like writing is good um you know writing is decent but i feel like art is just like you're really putting all your thoughts and all your ideas and all your passion and all like the things you care about into that. Um, so yeah, I think art is super important. I think art is just really important. And it's like, if I ever had kids, it's like, I'd, I'd shove them like a bunch of sketchbooks and a bunch of like markers and I'd be like, go nuts. And it's like, Oh, oh uh, Hey parent, can you like not give me all this crap? And it's like, Oh, well, sorry, but I really want them to like, I'd really want them to be like, I want you to feel comfortable expressing yourself and how you draw like my parents have like my parents even sometimes they draw they sometimes judge the stuff i draw because i don't draw a lot of humans um 
they get they really do try to support me they try right. to encourage what i do because i feel like if i was given parents that were like you gotta stick with like because like they're nigerian parents so nigerian parents are like you gotta be a doctor or you gotta be yeah. a teacher um they really want you to be because they, they they work hard so they want you to work as hard as them to get like a really really successful future um but the fact that my parents were willing to take the risk and were willing to support me and allow me to do what I love to do, um, I think it really helped me because I, I'm going to get a little, this is like the most personal I'm going to get here. Okay. I, there was like a point where like, I was really, like, literally like I was like, it felt like I was like in an emotional pain. Like it was very, very bad. And in some ways I kind of used art in like almost a toxic way, like in a way that kind of hurt me okay. in a way that was like, not great um which is like that's why i say art is important because like it can help you as much as it can hurt you and it was just like i was almost like really deep into it but you know after some stuff after a while you know after i get a little bit of therapy i start drawing again but i'm i really care about drawing something that like it doesn't just speak to me anymore but like it might speak to other people but in ways that are like that makes them happy that makes them feel better you know i make art about a character who is transgender and she's scared to go outside, but like her supportive brother helps her come outside. And then, you know, I get messages from people being like, wow, you know, you made me figure myself out or you made me so happy. Like Tulip story. I got, I would get so many messages from people just telling me just like, it made me so happy that you wrote something so relatable and something that really helped me figure myself out or made me feel happy, feel comfortable. Like hearing people say like, Art, my art made me cry hearing people say my bug art made them kinder to bugs it made them less afraid <laughs> of bugs make their own characters um it's like when i it's like when i used that art for like in a way that was almost painful for me it was like it was never good but when i used art in like basically like in a way that was like kind to myself and also kind to others showing characters that were flawed but still worthy of like love and redemption like tulip or showing characters that might seem weird and different, but you know, they have a lot of heart and soul to them, like Arachne, like all these characters. Even like my upcoming comic, which is gonna be about the other two plague doctor girlfriends, mm -hmm. um, the brown one and the white nurse, like those two, she has like her whole arc about like really struggling to trust people because like it's just it's I feel like it's really powerful. I think it's really good when people read these see this art see these emotions, see this care, not just the writing, but like the, their faces, like the, the kindness, the warm colors. I like to use a lot of pinks because I think pink is a very comforting color. Right. Um, and seeing like these people happy because it's like, you know, if they can be happy, if they can be different, if they can, you know, look weird or talk weird or sound weird or like just in any way that's not like what's expected of them and still be happy. Mm -hmm. um, I think that can happen to me. And I think that, making art that can say something like that or even anything else. I think that's very important. And that, yeah, that's why I just, I just love art. I really feel like it's just like, it's just a part of myself and it's helped my growth. And I think in some ways it's helped me become a better person just from seeing a face or seeing expressions and yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I can't think of a better way to word that myself. With that, that's all the questions I have. Um, I've already shat, <laughs> I've already showered you with a bunch of praise, but I'm gonna show you with more because it's my podcast. I do what I want. Um, 
I, I've already established many, many times before that your art is your art is probably one of the the best examples of like web comics out there at this point. the The characters yeah. that you keep presenting are absolutely outstanding. The stories are riveting from start to finish. I need to send you my medical bills for how many times you broke my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like getting the chance to sit down and chat with you, hear your backstory, hear how much time, love, and effort has gone into every minute detail with everything that you do it makes me appreciate you a whole lot more than i already did because i gave a lot of major respect for you like from from ever since i saw the one that really grabbed my attention first i had seen the plague doctors before but it was the first like spider mom like comic that was when i first heard of you i've just been absolutely in love with everything that you've been pushing out ever since then and you know, whether it be like a full fledged comic of, you know, why, you know, this mother like lost her mother to something as simple as, you know, two butterflies that just happened to, you know, be talking about how they're dressed or something like that. Like the, the, the variety of stuff that you're pushing out there is absolutely outstanding. The art style that you present is one of the best I've seen out there. And <laughs> if, if this is what you're doing just right now with, you know, at, with how young you are, I can only imagine, like, with more time and effort that goes into that stuff, and with the proper opportunities given to you, I can only imagine just how far you can go with this stuff. So I'm going to be one of thousands at this point, and hopefully millions someday. This is going to be rooting for you every single step of the way. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for providing some genuine comics, and thank you for your time at the end of the day. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> I'm actually, again, I'm glad the camera can't see me because I'm just like blushing. I'm just like smiling so much. <laughs> that's just, this is, that's like the nicest things everyone, anyone I, has ever said to me. I'm just Thank being, you. I'm just being honest. That's how I am with this podcast. Um, if not, if nothing else, this podcast should be a testament of just how much people should appreciate your comics. So. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now for people that for some reason don't already know, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Uh, like myself with people at home? Yeah, like, you know, where can they find you if they haven't heard of you before? Oh, gosh. man, I am good at this stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, everywhere is my Instagram, my Twitter, and uh, do I have a third account? No, I don't. You have a Patreon. Um, but my main, my Patreon, I was gonna, my Patreon, my Instagram, my Twitter, my Patreon are all Idolo Mantises, which is I-D-O-L-O-M-A-N-T-I-S-E-S, Idolomantises. Um, and those are like the main factors. My Patreon has like really exclusive content, yeah. behind the scenes content. I have a Discord there as well if you want to actually talk to me. I even have a Q&A there if you want to ask like the, the other specifics about me. Um, because like on my main, I try to engage with people, but there's just some things I can't answer. Right. Um, but... Uh, yeah, my Twitter and my Instagram is where you can find my main content, my usual stuff. I post, yeah, pretty frequently. Uh, I try to not do it daily anymore, but enough for like you know people are interested. Yeah. Uh, I have more comics on the way, um, more more Bug Girls uh, and more Plague Doctors on the way, and some other stuff too that I don't want to say what it is. Um, but yeah, and I hope uh, people who aren't my followers who are listening to this hopefully don't find me too annoying and hopefully and if they do maybe they'll just like my art and ignore my voice <laughs> or her the way i act um because i can be pretty cringe um but i hope that like my art my content i hope that uh 
the way it affected authors, I hope that it affects you. Not even like a serious way, but in a way that's like, oh, that was nice. That made me happy. Um, so, something to where you ex- you feel different after experiencing it one way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Also, before I end this podcast, I want to give a major shout out to my producer, Maria, a.k.a. Tipsy J. Hearts, for making this happen, this meeting or whatnot. She was I was so glad that she was the one to help make this happen. I really do appreciate her and I appreciate you for your time. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing me here. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, final words. I would say that, uh, don't feel like that what you're working on, it doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't explode in popularity, even if, you know, you think people aren't engaging with it, you know, you want to keep doing what you love because eventually you might find that audience and there's nothing that feels better than making what you love and getting rewarded for it. Um, and draw more sexy bug girls because we need that in the world. That's it. There you go. That's a good way to end on with that. All I have left to say is for the people at home. Hasta luego, mi amigos. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard.